Welcome to Spiritual Psychology. My name is Renee LaValle McKenna, and I bring my 30 plus years as a recovering addict and ex-crazy person turned therapist and shamanic healer to bring you snackable teachings on spirituality, psychology, and all things personal growth. And today I want to talk about the healing power of connection. And I want to start by sharing a story on cancer research from this biologist, Michael Levin. And he's got tons of information on YouTube, and he studies bioelectricity and regenerative biology. And he's one of these amazing professors who can take incredibly complex scientific information and distill it down into understandable language. And basically what he's studying is the creative intelligence of biological life forms that aren't necessarily attached to a brain. So like cellular intelligence. And I love this because my work in spiritual psychology is primarily about accessing and aligning with these deeper creative wisdoms that are non-intellectual, the non-rational. And we spend so much time in our modern world, purely in the intellectual realm, we have lost access or even belief in these more body-centered, intuitive wisdoms that surround us, that are within us, and they're actually probably driving the bus. <laughs> and that optimally, it is bringing intellect and intuition, the rational and the non-rational, the physical and the metaphysical together to work cooperatively that brings us to that wholeness and fulfillment that most of us are really looking for. And one of the things I've always loved about science is that it's working directly with the life force. And we could call that spiritual, but that's just a word. We could as easily call it bioelectricity like Michael Levin does. And from my perspective, bioelectricity is another word for God or goddess. And so Dr. Levin was talking about how cancer operates in the body. And so as humans, we have trillions of healthy cells in our body. And these cells differentiate almost from the beginning of fetal development. Some cells become muscle cells. Others become brain cells. Others form our digestive organs, our bones, our skin, our fingernails. And how they know how to do that and travel to the right places to form a baby in itself is miraculous. And Michael Levin's lab has done some kind of Frankenstein-like operations on tadpoles where they've actually moved the ocular or eye cells of the tadpole to a different place in their body, giving these cells a problem to solve. And they've been able to either migrate back to where they originally were, or some of them have connected with the optic nerve in their own creative process. Even if they put the eye cells in a completely random place, like on the shoulder or the back of the head. And that might gross some of you guys out, but the idea is how do the cells problem solve without being connected to an organizing brain? And this is the part I love and find incredibly hopeful because much of humanity puts all of its expectations into the limited problem-solving applications of the human mind. And there are much 
bigger, wiser, creative forces happening all around and within us, moving evolution forward in ways we couldn't imagine. And having had so many unsolvable problems solved in my own life, it affirms my own internal hope for the earth and the human species and the evolving universe that is actually comprised of this intelligent life force that has problem-solving and creative capabilities beyond our wildest dreams. And so regarding cancer, Levin was talking about how cells organize themselves to work together for a common goal. A bunch of cells get together and decide to become a liver or a lung or a bicep. And healthy cells all communicate with each other. They communicate with the larger system of the body, the circulation, with the immune function, with the nervous system. But when a cell becomes cancerous, it seems to lose connection with the cells around it. It stops communicating in a healthy way. It doesn't participate like part of a team, and it starts to act like an amoeba. It becomes only concerned with itself, with eating and reproducing. It doesn't act like a liver cell anymore. We could say it becomes self-centered or isolated, and that disconnection makes it dysfunctional and ultimately harmful to the larger system. And I am endlessly amazed at how great truths apply on the micro level and on the macro level. And I immediately began to think about the correlation with this cellular disconnection and dysfunction in cancer and addiction, depression, anxiety, and how modern life has often separated and isolated us from the larger system, that there's a lot of focus on being independent rather than interdependent, and many of us don't have a sense of working toward a greater good or common goal, and that the value, even the necessity of that of connection, of a sense of purpose, of service to something greater than my individual self is imperative for my emotional, spiritual, relational, and perhaps even physical health. And I've been in 12-step recovery for over half my life. And one of the core perspectives on the disease of addiction is that it's rooted in selfishness and self-centeredness and that it is really the purpose of the 12-step process to relieve us of the bondage of self, that we may be of service to God and those around us, however we understand the God thing, that we participate in a healthy way with the larger system. And if any of you suffer from addiction or have addicts in your life of any form, drugs, alcohol, pornography, food, and the list could go on, even if people are drinking in the bar room around others, ultimately, addiction isolates us and pulls us away from others, disconnects us from what's best about ourselves, and we become like those amoebas that are just obsessed with feeding and unaware of the harm that they are causing to the other cells around them. And the opposite of addiction is connection or perhaps the solution, the medicine, and that may be true for most dysfunction, is connection. And that's what Michael Levin is looking at, is how do we get these cancer cells back in communication with the cells around them? How do we get them back functioning and doing what they should be doing, working for the greater good, rather than being 
self-centered and destructive. And certainly on an emotional, mental, and social level, most dysfunction that I come across is dysfunction of connection. In depression, most people are consumed with self-centered negativity, self-hatred, self-deprecation, self, self, self. Same thing with anxiety. I'm afraid something bad's going to happen to me and I have to spend all this time. I know a lot about anxiety managing and trying to navigate this internal angst rather than being able to just show up and participate in life. On a meta level, I think this is what's happening environmentally, that humans got so excited about industrialization and our own creativity that we lost connection with the larger system, the earth, the environment, and we became obsessed with bigger, better, faster, more, infinite growth kind of like cancer. And although there's tremendous angst about global warming, habitat destruction, and mass extinctions, the acute awareness that we've become dysfunctional as a species, that we need to reconnect and communicate with the natural environment to live and work sustainably, I find it incredibly hopeful. Because I've watched that mass shift happen just in my own lifetime. And the work of people like Michael Levin reinforces that there is this incredible wisdom, this immense creativity, and the emergent properties of evolution that are always working toward health, wholeness, balance, and solutions way beyond the human capacity. And I've had the tremendous opportunity to watch homeless drug addicts and alcoholics who are out of their fucking mind, living on a dirty mattress in the park, getting run over by a bus, get clean and sober and become productive, healthy members of society. Now, certainly many people die in the gutter and not everybody survives cancer, but there's really important information in that we need to work together for the greater good and that that keeps us healthy as little cells little human being cells, and it's good for the larger system as well. So you might consider where you can grow in connection, in purpose, in working together with others, and where you are disconnected, self-centered, and kind of passively destructive with this unconscious disconnection. And how can you tap back in in a healthy way to be a part of something greater than yourself? And that might be with friends or family. It might be with work, church, social organization, spiritual practice, politics or the environment, volunteering at the preschool. We each have a range of things that we offer to the larger system. And if you aren't sure what that is, ask to be shown. Pretend you're a stem cell and ask the larger system to show you where to navigate to be most useful for yourself and others. Are you a brain cell, a muscle cell, or an organ cell? And this creative dynamic intelligence absolutely will show you the way. Because it has for me. 25 years ago, I was a cleaning lady scrubbing people's toilets. I was pretty happy doing it, but I knew it wasn't the best use of all of my resources. So I started to pray, show me my highest good and grant me the power to carry it out. And over time, in a series of many windy, twisty paths and lots of serendipity, I ended up as a therapist, a healer, an author, a parent, and a podcaster. And that creative flow is available to all of us, and it's available to you. Thank you so much for listening. 
I'm doing a deep and potent workshop on ancestral healing this Saturday, November 18th, 2023, from 12 to 4 Eastern. 9 to 1 Pacific. Many of us carry both the wisdom and the suffering of our ancestors and intergenerational trauma, intergenerational healing is available to all of us. So you can click the link in the show notes for more information or to sign up. I hope you'll join us for this profound work of ancestral healing this Saturday. This podcast is now available on YouTube along with Lots of other great content, guided meditations, and interesting, exciting conversations with lots of other practitioners in the body, mind, spirit realm. So I hope you'll check it out and subscribe and like any of the videos that you like. Deep gratitude to my supporters on Patreon and through this podcast. Blessings on your path until we meet again. This is Renee LaValle McKenna for Spiritual Psychology.